In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm back and I wanted to have a look at the 2020 and 2021 draft class of Andrew Berry because, as you know, I did a lot of work, the analytical big board and sort of looking at, hey, where do these players rate? How do we find out more? And I wanted to not just look back and review it, but set some guidelines ahead of next year all the way. Obviously, I won't build the big board until we get near the end because I need that athletic testing and all those other numbers. But uh, let's have a look at who he drafted, what happened. Obviously, I'll preface this. I ideally want one more draft class. If I get to three draft classes, I think we've got a really good idea of where we get to. Um, For obviously the more and more we get, once we get to Andrew Berry's 10th draft class with the Browns, look, I'm being positive here. I'm a fan and uh, hopefully stays for a long, long time then all of that just leads to more and more data and you can build ranges. Um, one thing just to note, quarterbacks, throw them out the window. Um, we are, Andrew Berry obviously haven't drafted a quarterback, but it's one thing just that you throw up some weird, weird stuff. Um, just because lots of other positions, it matters about your athleticism. Quarterback doesn't really. Um, it might be a trend that we start seeing some more athletic quarterbacks just because lots of the new wave of quarterbacks, they're neat. They want callbacks that are a bit mobile, can do some different stuff, but um, it's not one we need to worry too much, but it does have an impact on nearly every other position. So obviously pre the 2021 draft, I was just talking about the draft as a whole. And having looked back on it, I think we're starting to build some day-by-day data. So if we look at day one, so it's only two picks in there. Let's be honest, not a massive sample got Chedrick Wills and we've got Craig Newsom. The age, one was 21.3, one was 21.4. And that's week one of the season. The reason I work with week one of the season is because I'm throwing undrafted free agents in there. I'm throwing free agents in their trades. And week one of the season is just such an easy time to work from just because if a mid-season trade trying to work out what the date was on draft, it, it doesn't really make sense. So week one of the season, 21.2, 21.4. So, I I don't know if the threshold is going to be under 21 and a half, but next year I'm going to be using 22. If you are 22.0 on week one of the season, you won't be on my day one list. Doesn't matter how talented that person is, they're not going to be on my list. That, that's a line I'm going to set there. Then we're going to look at the relative athletic score. And something which will come on more on day three, three UDFAs, but they were really, really high. We've got an 8.44 on a 9.66. So I, I think I'll end up setting a, an eighth here. Um, and that, that doesn't surprise you. If you want, if you're taking someone in the first 32 picks of the NFL draft, you're going to want someone that's young. You're going to want someone that's uber athletic because quite frankly, there aren't many so slow sort of unathletic people that are at the top of the NFL. You, you, you just don't see it. So, 
that's one just to keep in mind. Next, we're going to jump into day two. We've had quite a few day two picks. So we've had Joe Kay, Laquan Delpit, we've had Jordan Elliott, we've had um, Jacob Phillips, C. Ian, I got it right. Are you impressed with me? Um, and we've had Anthony Schwartz. So five guys, just a, it's a better sample than what we're looking at on day one. And the age range is 20.9 and 22.7. So we're seeing a slightly bigger one here. That's why next year I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick into my 23 here. So I, th I think that's a, it's a fair cutoff. The oldest one in that group is Jordan Elliott. Um, to be fair, the rest have all been under 22. So I might actually bring that down to 22.5 and just consider Jordan Elliott a little bit of an outlier. Um, keep an eye on that as, as a sort of go across um, and sort of preview the draft next year. I might bring that down, which would put Jordan Elliott outside of my boundaries, but it's about building a list that is as realistic as possible. We're not going to hit on every name. There's going to be some dudes that there's not even any athletic testing. I, I can't say, I'm not going to start guessing and giving them random numbers and go, ah, oh, this guy do that many bench presses. It, it's just farcical. So considering everyone else, we've got Schwartz, 20.9. We've got Phillips, 21.4. Got Joe Kane Delpit, 21.9. And then Jordan Elliott, 22.7. So I think Jordan Elliott's the outlier here. I don't think it'd be crazy to go all the way down to 22. But I might do 22.5. I think I'm going to sit on 22.5 next year. And then in terms of athletic testing, obviously Delpit didn't test. That's one of these things really hard to track. Um, I leave them all off my board, but I do preface it and add a note that says, hey, you've got to look wider than this, guys. I'm not going to include everyone. What I might do next year is include a young but no testing um, bit at the bottom. I, th I think that's going to be a good addition just to say, hey, these are the dudes that are young. We've got no numbers for them. I might put them in red, hide them in the draft board. Um, athletic numbers, 6.91 to 9.89. Um, surprisingly, Schwartz is the lowest on that list. Obviously, ridiculous speed, but then not as um, athletic testing in some other parts. Um, but quite frankly, with the speed he runs, you don't need to do some other stuff. JOK is the highest at 9.8 nine so next we jump into day three day three um we've got 21.5 on age and 23.2 as the oldest of the prospects um so we've got two old ones lecount is 23 and felton is 23.2 easy reason they might look at felton they go hey he's a running back we're not going to give him a second contract so quite we don't care if he's 23.2 because in four years time he's going to be off the team could be something they look at. We don't honestly know. Um, but no, there, there is a mix of age there. I think I'll probably end up sticking at the 23.0. Just sort of looking at the group. Um, Tokyo at 22. Hudson, 22.4. Bryant, 22.3. Harris, 21.8. Fields, 22.3. LeCount, 23. Felton, 23.2. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 21.5. So I, I think I'll put the ceiling at 23. So I might start 22 um, for round day one, 22.5 for day two, and day three, 23. 
I think that gives us a nice tiered approach. I think they do loosen off some of their um, guardrails as they move through. Um, but it's one that we can build on and we, we can see how it goes. The relative athletic data is all over the place. Um, I know LeCount tested badly. I've just not included, I've included him as a non-tester um, just because he was injured. There's just no point using that data to try compared to other positions. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones is the freak in that group at 9.63. Um, so no, it's, it's one to certainly keep an eye on here and sort of see where that goes. But that's one that I'm probably going to throw the relative athletic data out the window when it comes to day three. Um, just because they're using all of this advanced data. They've got um, the GPS data and all of that. It'd be awesome if that was available. If we could have some of that, then we could really hone in on what they're doing. I don't think that's ever going to be made available to fans, not for at least a long time. So just got to probably accept that's not there. The UDFAs, um, 22.2 to 24.2. Um, relative athletic data 1.12 to 8.16 so yeah not much you're going to gather on these UDFAs um, yeah, there, there's no real plan for what they're doing um, to be fair are most of them younger uh, AJ Green 22.2 um, Houston 24.2 there's some more 24s in there you've got George Obina, you've got Watley, um, you've got Benton. Um, so they're the 24s. So I probably won't project any UDFAs next time. Um, yeah, I didn't really project too many this time. I was looking at just high athletic guys, but yeah, we'll see. I'm, I might just do down to the sort of bottom of the, uh, what's the last pick of the draft, which obviously the Browns are going to be drafting in guys. We know that. Um, and then cap it there. So I just want to sort of talk through that. The GPS data, is it, it's a real shame. It's great that the teams have got it, but it'd be really, really nice to have that data. But I'm very much going to go with a tiered approach for the next draft um, with that 22, 22 and a half, 23. Um, and then we can sort of play from there. Um, I'll go a bit higher on the UDFAs. I'm going to try focus on some athletic but I don't, I don't want to exclude too many guys that they're just never going to go with um it'll be very much day three udfa is just excluding draw um age people um but no so that day one day two is by far the most interesting place in the draft i'm going to focus on there so no thank you very much guys for listening um had a little look at the old data um think it's looking really, really good. It's it's so relaxing to watch an Andrew Berry draft. Quite frankly, I don't know how you guys all were. I was so relaxed. And it was great listening to some people like PFF, listening to some, it's not just them guys, there's wider than that. And how positive they are about Andrew Berry. And I think it was Eric Eager made the point of like, in the past, if Bill Belichick or even the Ravens, they make a weird draft pick. Draft pick that people are like, mm, I think they've reached on that. I think they've done that. They go, oh, it, it's so-and-so, it's Bill Belichick. We'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. People are now doing that with the Browns because there were some questionable, unusual draft picks, looked a, bit like, a little bit like reaches on day three. And people are like, hey, it's Andrew Berry. He, he must know something. And that is amazing because 
in such a short space of time, people like that will give him the benefit of the doubt. He knows what he's doing. And uh, it's in a really, really good position where we can build something special. Um, so, no, it's all there. Um, I've got all the data for all the guys that the Browns have brought in. And just on start quarterbacks, just to mention why I don't really care too much about them. Um, we've got Davidson, Keenum and Maletta. Got relative athletic scores of 4.5, 6.1, and 8.4. It's uh, it's not one year you look at, so don't worry too much about quarterbacks. Um, there are lots of positions that are important and worthwhile noting. It's just not one of them, um, and that's perfectly fine. It's uh, not an issue. But no, have a fantastic weekend, guys, and as always, go Browns.